0: with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at dawn to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with them for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. Going out about nine o'clock, the landowner saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You too go into the vineyard, and I will give you what is just. So they went off. He went out again around noon and around 3 o'clock and did likewise. Going out about 5 o'clock, the landowner found others standing around and said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? And they answered, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You, too, go into my vineyard. When it was evening, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, summon the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and ending with the first. When those who had started about 5 o'clock came, each received the usual daily wage. So when the first came, they thought they would receive more. But each of them also got the usual wage. And on receiving it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last ones worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, we who bore the day's burden and the heat. He said to them in reply, My friend, I am not cheating you. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what is yours and go. What if I wish to give this last one the same as you? Or am I not free to do as I wish with my own money? Are you envious because I am generous? Thus, the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ. Now that was a very, very good and poignant and pointed parable, it's one of Jesus' best. And in almost every church around the world today, pastors, priests, deacons will be preaching on those workers and their employee. I will take exception to that today because sometimes events in life happen and change your plans rather dramatically. So instead of the gospel with its beautiful parable, let's talk a little bit about St. Paul and his wonderful, gracious indifference to either death or life. Do this because of death. Because once again in our lives, death has kind of caught us short. It's touched us. It's um, done its... Strange and uh, weird work among us. It's uh, taken from us, someone we love, we care for, someone's part of our church family, and that's always hard. Grief is inevitable, and we can only—we can't even imagine the grief of Catherine's family this weekend. But we know we have our own grief as well. And we know that we're committed to supporting Sue and Taylor any way we can during these difficult days. That's what church families or any family do for one another. Because death is mysterious, and it's strange, and it's weird, and it's stupid. It always leaves us with that extraordinary sense that this just isn't possible. That this person, this life, this friend, this sister, this brother, this mother, this father, this daughter, who was so alive yesterday, is not so alive today. It's perplexing. And it makes us want to shake our hands almost at the heavens and say, why? Why, God? And that's normal. It's part of grief. And it's good for us to do that. It's also good for us to see how other people handle grief as a guide to us and as an inspiration for us. St. Paul, throughout his letters to the early Christian churches, talks a lot, writes a lot, about death, it it comes up often in his writings, and particularly about his own future death. He writes a lot about that. It's something that obviously was on his mind probably almost all the time. And there's something very special about his understanding of his own death yet to come and the death, of course, of others, those around him which like all of us, he must certainly have experienced often in his own life. In today's reading from Paul, we get a deep insight into how he understood death in his own life. And it all goes back to one extraordinary moment in his younger life when he was out there being the big tough Roman, uh, guy big expert in religion he was arrogant and he was powerful and he was a citizen of Rome and he was a good Jewish Pharisee and he was you know he was everything he would studied at the feet of the great Gamaliel he was pretty big stuff and he knew it and he put himself in charge or he was given charge in those early early days of the Christian community to go out and to find these Christians and haul them into jail and get them out of our way While he was doing that, one day on the road, the famous road to Damascus, Jesus Christ tackled him. No horse involved, there's no mention of any horse, of falling off his horse. But there is mention of him falling to the ground under a thunderous thunderous sound and, and a voice and a cloud of light. And he falls to the dirt, the dirt of the road, as low as you can get on your, you know, off of your feet and down low. And the voice of Jesus the Christ says to him, Paul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And that relationship that started at that moment. He knew Jesus at that moment was real and he knew Jesus. It was like all of a sudden his life was turned upside down because he knew that Jesus lives. This is a risen Jesus who is speaking to him in the most personal and intimate terms. Paul, Saul, Paul, you know, why are you doing this to me, man? And and Paul has no good answer except for his arrogance and his pomposity and his powerfulness, his disbelief and his cynicism, his jadedness. That's all he can offer up. I made a huge mistake, Jesus. And he's blinded by the light and he goes off and eventually sees again and he begins to learn about Jesus. But that moment, that encounter with the risen Jesus, was the foundation of everything else he ever taught and preached. I met Jesus, the risen one. And so when he talks about his own death in this morning's second reading, you know, I I know I'm going to die. It's getting closer. You know, it's, it's always getting closer. I know I'm gonna die. And when I face that reality, I'm indifferent. If I live, that's fine because then I continue proclaiming the gospel and doing Jesus' work here on earth. If I die, I get to be with the Jesus I met on the road to Damascus and that will, too, be great. So whatever God wants for me, I'm I'm open to it. If, If God, if his love for me wants me to die soon, I shall die soon because that means I get to be with Jesus In this fullness, I get to see him and be with him and be embraced by him. This Jesus I met so long ago on that road to Damascus and who turned my life upside down, who tackled me in my arrogance and pulled me down. That's great. And if, on the other hand, I live another 10 or 20, 30 years that's great too, because then I continued preaching and sharing Jesus' love with, with all of you. And so that beautiful spiritual indifference to death, or to life, whichever one, whatever God wants for me, that's what I want. So that's what allows Paul to be free as he faces the reality of death. It's what allows him to be free to say yes to God, whatever. Because he knows that Jesus lives. Jesus the Christ is with him and will be there on the other side to welcome him. And what, of course, is true for Paul, he knows is also true for the rest of the Christian community, those who follow Jesus and know him and love him that beautiful gift of knowing Jesus personally and deeply is what allows Paul to be beautifully indifferent to death or life. And even more, it's what allows him to see that Jesus' resurrection from the dead is a gift to all of us. And it's what, in the end, allows him to say, to write to the Romans, or to the Corinthians actually, in another one of his letters, with happiness, with joy, with freedom, with indifference, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? And as we grieve this weekend, we too echo Paul's beautiful words and even more his beautiful indifference to death or life. Whatever Jesus wants for me, I'm happy. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting?